This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys are going to get some health game. I have Miss Bertha Osorio Campbell. She is going to tell us all about her company, Mind Body Spirit Reformers, and everything that she does as a family nurse practitioner. She, on her website, you'll see, does everything from house calls to getting you healthy. You guys know I'm a fan of concierge medicine since I live with medicine, and I love the I love it. So welcome, Bertha. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. And as I had told you right before going live, I had to get the, you know, Osorio because I'm sure when people (laughs) see you, they say, what is she? And when I look at you, I say, okay, there's my, uh, a black woman, an Afro Latina. Um, don't know how you identify, but that's how I see you. Right. (laughs) So I wanted to make sure I got all of that. Gotcha. Yeah, I have a hyphenated name, too, from birth, and I, I like to make sure, you know, I don't use it all all the time. For right, birth. right, right. But, you know, because I saw Miss on your thing, too, so I'm going to assume that you're not married. Correct. And people will see a hyphenated name and assume that you are. So Also correct. <laughs> so so let, the, let the thirst trap begin for those guys who just watch, just to see you. That's all good. Can you tell me, how did you start your company and when? Okay, so Mind Body Spirit Reformers was birthed, I would say sometime around 2015. Around June, exactly, um, was when everything became official, but it started to, I guess, come into fruition a little bit before that. I was current, I was in school doing my master's program for my family nurse practitioner and I was also very overweight if you've seen some of my before pictures (laughs) so I was on my own health journey and a friend and a friend and I started just talking we were on this health journey together this um you know eating healthier doing things healthier and I was just seeking different ways of healing myself and growing up, you got it right when you said Afro-Latina. I would just add Caribbean in there. Um, my grandmother was very holistic, and she was all about bush medicine. So I believe that that's in my DNA. And my friend and I just started talking about it, and we're like, you know, we want something that really tells the truth, that really aims at healing our body completely. And we kind of just came up with Mind Body Spirit Reformers. Um, So it did start out with two people. Now it's just me. (laughs) That happened. (laughs) But um, that's how it started. It started with two people just talking about wanting to make a change in the world when it comes to health. Okay. And, you know, folks, uh, I would say you can go to the website. Links will be in the description. I've actually tried to follow your um, Instagram to even get more detail. I haven't got that approval yet. So I was like, you know, trying uh, to. Wait, was, wait, but my, you must be 
going to my personal because my business is open. No, the business, yes, but in the personal is where I could say, but what, oh, why, okay. why didn't you, you pay your taxes in, you know, <laughs> 2008? You know, when you want to get detailed in, in there. Gotcha. You know, I really don't accept people in my private, but now that I know that that's you, then I'll go ahead and I'll, you know, accept you. Okay, okay. Yeah, because, <laughs> and, and I'm going to go back to your business real quick, but like when I see what you're doing, I'm a consultant, I'm a publicist, and I initially say, she has to be an influencer. Like, where's her YouTube? Where's her this? Where's her that? <laughs> so she's a public figure, so what she wants to be public shall be public. So that's what I, when I see you, that's what I also see. Gotcha. You, you know, and, and so I'll bug you about the YouTube stuff later, um, <laughs> but, but I, I, I definitely see that away. But can you tell people, you know, um, what are some of the, the services that you deliver and why? Why are they so important? So when I was in nursing school or my family nurse practitioner and I was doing my rotations, I was in a family practice doing a rotation and I remember I, there was this one particular patient that came in and he was coming in for his annual. Just like you go in for your annual exam, right? Do your, your physical. There's usually blood work component and there's a physical and then this patient came in with his annual. Annuals are usually standard in family care practices. Take a little bit longer than um, like short visits or those that come in for sick. And so, but what got me was when um, he had 14 prescriptions that needed to be filled. And my preceptor told me, oh my gosh, this is a great practice for you in writing prescriptions. And I stood there in his room or in the room and I was just like, this, this is not how I want to practice medicine. This, this is not right. He's taking several medications and several of those medications are for the side effects of other medications. And we have to watch those to see if he develops side effects. So then we have to give him more medication. And I'm like, why are we not going to the root cause of the issue? Why are we not digging deeper? And his quality of life didn't look good to me. He looked tired. He looked fatigued. He looked sick. He looked down. You know, I was like, this is not what feeling right is all about. We're doing sick care. And I don't want to do sick care. I want to do preventative and I want to do health. I want to do well care. So um, that's really what I do is I take people from that sick state. Because a lot of people don't know what feeling good is like until they begin to feel good. They've been in this state of a rut for such a long time that they think it's normal. We've normalized sickness. And so for me, it's getting away from that. It's getting to the root cause. Why do we treat our cars better than we treat ourselves? That's a problem. You know, when our cars, we take it to get fixed, it's diagnosed. It's not just one problem. The mechanic will tell you, okay, the rotors need to be changed, the oil needs to be changed, this needs to be done, this needs to be done. But with us, we're choppy. You know, we're, we're, we go to different specialists and the specialists only look at one particular organ and no one puts everything together. The kidney doctor doesn't put what the heart doctor says together with what's going on with the brain and what's going on with your skin and what's going on with your gut and what, you know, nobody puts everything together. And our bodies work all in conjunction together. So what I do is I bring everybody back to a state of optimal health. So if you're on a bunch of prescriptions and you want to get off of them, I work with you to get off of them because that's the goal. 
you know, I want to get off of these medications or I never want to get on prescription medications anymore. And I want to make sure that I'm healthy and I'm taking what I'm supposed to take for my body. Everyone is individual. What may work for you may not work for me. And, and when was it like you said you were overweight, but if people do even go to your business page, you don't see a picture. I don't see a picture like that. And also in our communities, um, the thicker, the better, you know, especially nowadays <laughs> where people are getting implants to look like um, black and Latina women. Um, they're doing everything they can. And I know, you know, um, a lot of folks will say they'll still try to guess where you're from. Uh, some would think that I'm, you know, is she all the way in Africa? Because I talked to a lot of Africans, but no, she's from Nicaragua people. So, you know, in Nicaragua, is it the same, you know, it's the same type of builds because black is black wherever you go, wherever those slave ships came through and, mm -hmm. and diets or diets. They just dropped us off at a different part of the world. That's it. And, and so can you talk about like when you say you were overweight, was that for the American Western standard, usually Caucasian? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It was the standard American diet, the sad diet. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. A whole bunch of carbs, you know, heavy on, on rice and potato, you know, it was, it was all of that. It, it was very little vegetables, if any, very little fruits, a lot of um, sugar mm -hmm. because so of the a, soda, a, fast food, all of that. So are you a, a vegetarian or vegan now? And have you cut out uh, most sugars? Yeah, I tried to cut out most um, artificial sugars. So anything that's like um, soda, I'm not going to drink any empty calories or anything like that. I want anything to be more natural. So I'm more so I'm a whole food diet, whole food, um, mainly plant-based um, diet. So for instance, a potato, when, we, when, we, um, when it's grown, we know what it looks like. The closer that your food looks like to the way it comes from the ground, that's what we call a whole food nutritious diet it means that our food is nutrition nutritiously dense we're getting what we need from it and it has not been processed meaning now if i take the potato i cut it up put all that stuff on it i season it you know i fry it now it's french now i cut it up now it's french fries it doesn't really look the same as it did when it was taken from the ground so we want it to be as close as possible from what it was to the ground, if that makes any sense when we talk about whole food. No, instead, it, it, of it the instead of the processed stuff. The processed stuff is where we get in trouble because we are, in America, we are the most overconsumed when it comes to food. We eat a lot, but we're the most poorly, um, when it comes to nutrition, our nutrition is completely poor. So we're eating a lot, but we're not eating good. Are, are you at the point where it's, um, you know, like raw Are you of uh, the fully raw diet? No, I did do that on my journey. I did that twice. I did raw vegan. It's not something that I would ever recommend fully, like to just go raw vegan like that, um, because your body does need 
warm food. It does need other things that you won't be able to get from a raw vegan diet. Okay. So with anybody, I never ever pres. The one thing that I do like is um, a pegan. So it's something that Dr. Mark Hyman kind of came up with, and it's a combination of paleo. And when we talk about paleo, we talk about gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about um, vegan, we know what vegan is, plant-based, you know, no animal byproducts or anything like that. You combine those two things and you get the best of both worlds. So it's a paleo-vegan diet. Now, I, I have you to, still, uh-huh, go ahead. I, I have to ask because there's so many people like myself who can say, you know what, we can give up the meat, especially in this country when it doesn't taste the same as when you go abroad and you're like eating off the street and you're like, this is a whole different quality. But for those who are like me, who are addicted to the sugar, Tell us you have a magic pill or some type of (laughs) lotion or something and the sugar cravings totally disappear. What do you do for the sugar addict? Just like with any other addiction, you know, it's going to take time. It's not going to poof and be gone. So with sugar addictions, the, the thing about our taste buds is that if we, whatever we feed our taste buds, it eventually begins to change. So when you begin to eat healthy food, when you begin to change your pattern of thinking, when you, and, and that eating, like I said, it's holistic. It's everything. It's our mind. It's what we feed it. It's what we're looking at. Because if we think that we're telling ourselves what we want to eat, we, we're, you're making a sad mistake. The media, the world, the, the FDA, the, all, they're telling you what they want you to eat based off of your zip code. You know, and that's what we're allowing based off of our zip code. Because if I live in an inner city, then I know that I'm going to have, it's a food desert. It's going to be hard for me to find healthy food. Commercials are going to be inundated with sugar, with unhealthy foods for me to eat. You know, it's genocide. I mean, if I want to be honest about it and I want to be real, that's exactly what it is. So you don't really have that control over, I want to choose to eat this healthy food food because you're feeding your brain things from television, from social media, from all of these things that are telling you this is what you need to eat. This is what's good for you. That's what's happening. So you have to really like do a complete, I have to make sure that what goes into my brain, what I eat, live, sleep, breathe, everything that I do, it has to be to my health because my life depends on it. We're talking about survival. And you are a highly educated consultant in this health thing. And I'm just thinking about when working with a client, what I charge and how that works. But your charge has to probably fit most people's budget, even though you're dealing with their mind. And that's the hardest thing to get what people are consuming out when you're not dealing with them. I can control you if you come into, you know, my space, you come into a gym or come into the office, I can control you. But once you leave, that's where, you know, you see the folks fighting in the church (laughs) parking lot (laughs) uh, right after service, whatnot. Um, give a, give the folks some, some tips because everyone wants the magic pill, but you just said there is none. What can they expect from you to start getting their mind? Cause they might've heard, Oh, I'm, I'm going to be dead next year. If I don't change my diet uh, just a mm-hmm. little bit, what are some of the 
things when working with you that they can't do by themselves. I think that's very important because a lot of people think, oh, I can make the change by myself, but right. they haven't. And mm -hmm. this is why your company exists. So I guess the best way that I can explain it is if we look at people that work with personal trainers versus people that are like, I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going to look at some YouTube videos. I'm going to look at, um, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm just going to do some machines. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be consistent with it. And I'm going to, you know, so think about something like that. The person that works with the personal trainer, the personal trainer, number one, is trained and educated on how the body works, the physical mobility of it, range of motion, exactly what needs to be done for the physique that the person may want. And each person is also individual. They know how much to stretch that person before they're like, okay, you do need a break or no, you can do one more for me. And they can see the progression of it. They, you know, they, all of that. So that person is going to do way better. It's also individualized. What may work for me when I'm working out may not work for someone else. And also my goals may be different from someone else. They may want to be buff, this and that. And I may just want to be toned or, you know, so that personal trainer is going to know exactly what to do because they're trained in that area. And they also are keeping you accountable. Me doing it by myself. And that's the key word there is accountability is that person is there through that journey with you, helping you to reach your goals, but keeping you accountable to what it is you want to accomplish. That's the difference. Why is it that we hire out things like personal training or we get things for our car or we do things for, we do other things for other things, but for our health, we don't invest in it. It's too expensive. It's not too expensive because later on, the cost that you pay for it, was it really worth it? And, and can you talk to the people and, you know, what, how they can work with you? Because you have everything from, you know, direct uh, primary care to join the sexy club. And a lot of folks will say, well, does she, does she take insurance? Can I get this? And will my insurance cover gotcha, something? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we are fighting. The, and the type of medicine that I work is functional medicine. That's dealing with the inside because I also do aesthetic medicine. But functional medicine is a systems-based approach to medicine, meaning that we look at every single system in the body and how they work together to optimize your body, your health needs, and to bring you to a state of optimal well-being. So that's how that works. Conventional medicine is not like that, which is what what insurance companies and all of that's, that's basically what we practice here. Traditional medicine is like that. It's a sick based kind of care. And I'll explain to you what that means. In order for the practitioner, the doctor, the PA, whoever you're going to go see, in order for them to bill your insurance company, there has to be a diagnosis code. That diagnosis code can be anywhere from hypertension to obesity to thyroid issues. And then they use those billing codes and they need those diagnosis codes and they send them to your insurance company and that's how they bill you based off of that diabetes, you know, that. So you have to be sick for them to pay, to get paid. Let me say that again. You have to be sick for them to get paid. That's a problem. So functional medicine now, 
they don't look at functional medicine as something that they pay for, a systems-based approach. It's very hard to bill for functional medicine because functional medicine is me sitting with you, educating you, going through what you're eating, having a health coach. I mean, it is step-by-step. Who's going to pay me? Which insurance company is going to pay a two hour, for a two-hour visit? When did you last spend two hours with your doctor with explaining everything, all, how everything works together, what you need to do, how you need to do it, what steps you need to take, and let me, go, let, let me be with you on this journey. There's no diagnosis code for that. And that's the problem. And that's why me and many others that practice my type of medicine do not accept insurance. We're cash-based. And, and does that mean, because to a lot of people, oh, well, that's for the wealthy. We've heard people like Damon John talk about getting like a, the full body physical, I forgot the, the technical name, and he found out early that he had uh, cancer, but the, the, it cost him $10,000 to do that where your average person doesn't. Um, some of your plans range from 99 and up, um, it, you know, is it only for what we would call the rich, which concierge medicine usually is, it's not for, you know, the broke, but there may be there's some nuance and something I don't know, or some <laughs> words that they can say that insurance will cover some of it that I don't know. So give us the game, please. So there are some, there are some things that insurance may cover like lab work, or if you need to do certain scans. Like if you see, if, if it's seen or determined that there's some type of blood work that came back abnormal and we need to see further what's going on, then maybe scans can be covered by insurance. Some blood work can be covered by insurance, you know that. But when you're talking about the visit, the consultation, the health coaching, those things are all cash-based. Now, when we talk about concierge, concierge just really means it's the convenience of someone that is coming to your home or coming to your office or to your space, but that's also available by phone, by text, by email. It's, you know, it's having that personal call. I have people that call me or text me questions all throughout the, the time. And that's, that's that concierge. That's that personal medicine approach that they always have me for questions like that. Now, here's the thing. And I've battled with this a lot. Like, how can I get my people more into this type of medicine? Because we're the ones that need it the most. We're absolutely the ones that, but we're not the ones that really use it. Most of my clientele, my patients are white. So I really try hard to see how, and that's why I added the direct primary care model to it. And I'm like, you know, some kind of way I'll add a functional approach to it. That's one of my ways of trying to make it affordable. But I think people pay for what they um, find quality in. And I think people invest in what's important to them. I can't make health important to you if you don't. If you don't prioritize your health, I can't prioritize it with you. And I'm just not for everyone. Okay. Well, we, we live, I'm, we're new 
to South Florida, but we, you know, we, we both live in South Florida where everything is beautiful. You see, you know, the cars, the fancy things. You can even go to the hood and see somebody with $20,000 worth of diamonds in their mouth. And, you know, to explain to them like, hey, all those diamonds and the gold, if you took some of that money for your next batch or sold that and then put it in your health so you can actually be here. I mean, I definitely could see, and we go back to the influencer conversation, if one on your YouTube that you will bring back shortly, you know, I've seen you have <laughs> love in about a year, um, come and really hit the people over the head and say, you know, you bought a $1,200 purse, but you did not buy a, you know, $200 package or a $1,200 medical package. We got to prioritize our life doing it your way. I'm a little more direct because I really just don't care. <laughs> I don't I, I don't care how you take it, but the message has to be delivered and right. I have to give it to you the way that God gave it to me. And he hits right. me over the he hits me over the head with stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm I need to be hit over the head. But I, mm -hmm. I definitely can see that push. Is there any I mean, okay, you say lab work. So if they wanted you to do lab work, that could be covered um, is there any uh, insurance that you'd rather work with? Maybe they pay the highest premium possible, but is it any way for somebody with insurance and they have real good insurance that any of that besides lab work can be covered? I'm just trying to give somebody an in who, who likes this. No, the only, the only thing that can possibly be done is I can give them um, a super bill with whatever we've done and they can try and get it reimbursed themselves by submitting that to their insurance company. I don't know how much is going to be reimbursed. I don't know. Um, you know, but that's, that's another option that is also available. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. that's... Is that they can submit those bills to the insurance company for them to get reimbursed. Now, and I give, I give them that paperwork. Now, now, with your your business, and you know, you said it started off. It was it was more. And this podcast even started off with more people, and you know, people fall off. How um, are you uh, planning to add more people? And what is the goal for this business? Where would you like to see it in five years? So definitely, it's on brick and mortar. You know, to be. Uh, a pillar for the community, you know, where people actually get, feel better and begin to, like, it's known. Like, this is where I go and I know that I'm going to feel better. I know that I'm going to get better. I know that I'm not going to be lied to. I'm going to be told the truth. And so I want its own brick and mortar, you know, and obviously other practitioners with different specialties um, within the office, meaning... We all practice a functional medicine approach, a holistic approach, but maybe a midwife, you know, is added there, a chiropractor, you know, other modalities of healers within that same vicinity so that it's like a one-stop shop for all of your health needs. Okay. Okay. And, and with, with that, would it just be um, in South Florida or do you see yourself expanding? Um, I, I, what's the vision there? 
So I definitely do see expansion with it being in other locations. I see myself more later on as a role of consulting and traveling and also just speaking about this and how this started and that. So, so obviously it would be run with other practitioners Okay. while I do that travel and come back, see patients, travel. I have my core patients that I see that I've always seen since I started. And so, so that's how I imagine it. That's my goal. Now, I, I, I love that. I, I have an issue and I'm just going to, I'm just venting right now with everybody in healthcare because again, I, I, I live with medicine. Dr. Tina is my, my, my wife. I have other doctor and healthcare clients. But what I have a problem with all of you, especially you women, is that you guys don't sell it enough. How fabulous it is to be a nurse practitioner, how fabulous it is to be, you know, a a physician or anything in healthcare, where I had a woman, um, the interview just released, and she has a medical spa in Miami. And she came out and, you know, she she talked about how much money she made. She talked about the Rolls Royce truck her husband had, the Bentley, you know, and everybody in healthcare is just always, usually, there are some exceptions, and I know those people online too, um, you know, they don't show the fabulous life. Like as a nurse practitioner, you have so many different options that you can do versus a nurse and so many different lanes. And that's an additional, what, two years of school. Um, y- y'all got to sell this. This is where every you know woman, man said, look, if I'm going to become a nurse, I want to be a specialized nurse so I can, you know, be in the helicopter. Even if you don't have the helicopter, you know, lifestyle, yeah, in the helicopter, hey, going to see another patient. Can y'all do me a favor and, and, and get a campaign to sell this even more? What do you mean? Like telling others to become nurse practitioners? To tell them, but to even show them, like, this is the difference. This is the, you know, 50,000, 80,000 or more difference because we have so many folks who want instant gratification, but at a certain age, they're still not seeing the life that they want where they can see you, right? And you're really saving lives in a time where we need healthcare professionals. The fact that, um, you know, people aren't grabbing you, say, hey, (laughs) you need a place um, to come rest? I I got a place, I got food and everything. I need a healthcare professional, but to really push it. Like there's just a, a, a difference in the push and, and the woman who has the medical spa, she actually teaches people how to do the cool sculpting and the laser. And that's mm-hmm. really good, right? But I just don't see enough people in healthcare who've spent so much of their life in hospitals risking their life selling it. So that's just my little, my vent, that if you guys can really sell it, especially you being in uh, South Florida, where everything is of abundance, you know, it's easy to find a, a friend with a plane or a boat or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, what people may see is completely different than what, than what we may be going through, though. Okay. You, you understand? Like, it's, 
if it's still up in the building process, and especially if you're an entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur, you're doing it by yourself, mm-hmm. there's a lot that's going on that the last thing you can think of is selling it to someone else because you're trying to sell it to yourself. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, I'm still doing this. Why? <laughs> What's the reason that I'm still doing this? You know, like I tried, I quit 50, 11 times. But I'm just like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And it's, uh, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It can get very exhausting because I'm, you're fighting a system. I'm fighting a system that's completely against the way that I practice medicine. I have to convince people, you know, that this is what they should do. But when the pricing comes, it's like, a, uh, so it's, it's just, it's a constant battle. <laughs> And I'm like, y'all the ones that need it. (laughs) And and that's a that's a very common thing with healthcare professionals. Recently, someone had told me um, a nurse. She works from home, and she said, you know, they're calling in. They want to come into the hospital. She said, the people who need to come in do everything not to come in, and the folks who don't need to come in make every Mm -hmm. reason and get mad at you, try to curse you out, and you're like, you know what? Do what you want, right? But I, I, I get it. And it's just, it's funny to me because it's a certain personality type that goes into nursing and healthcare. The same way with police, there's a certain personality type of the people they choose. A lot of people want to be police, but they want a certain type of um, race soldier <laughs> sometimes who will bully people. But, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's just interesting. So with the success that you're having and that you're going to have, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? So I do the laws of health empowerment summit. Um, I've done it three times now. I did it twice in the city of Miami gardens and I did it once in plantation. So the laws of health empowerment summit is an all plant-based summit that basically goes back to the laws of health and things that are free to us right now. And if we follow these laws of health, then we live a longer, healthier, more um, positive life, you know, and that's nutrition. We talk about nutrition. We talk about it, um, basically the type of food that you eat. And like I said, each person is individualized, but we do focus a lot on plant-based, whole food, plant-based diet. Talk about exercise and how you got to get moving. We talk about water and the importance of drinking water, the type of water to drink. Talk about sunshine and getting sunshine and why it's important for, the, you know, for vitamin D. We talk about temperance. In all things, you know, in good things, still have to be temperate. Um, follow um, temperance, but in things that are not good for you, like smoking or drinking alcohol excessively, then, you know, that's not good. Stay away from that. Stay away from drugs. Talk about air, um, breathing quality air, going outside to, um, to breathe quality air. Talk about um, rest and the importance of it. A lot of us just keep going, 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 especially entrepreneurs. <laughs> Don't know when to stop. <laughs> I'm hustling and I'm grinding, you know. Um, and we talk about um, trust. Trust in God because it's faith-based. But when I did it in the community, I still did it as trust in God, but I also did it like just trust in even someone else, trust in, 
in getting help, professional help, counseling, therapy. Um, and I also add just the mental health aspect of it, which is so huge for me and other modalities of healing. So that is something that I, and during that plant-based summit, there is checks for like blood sugar, um, your blood pressure. There's, um, there's a bunch of different activities that are done throughout that you get tons of information and every single vendor that I have there is specifically chosen by me in terms of to make sure that they are aligned with um, my beliefs. They're aligned with the beliefs of the organization. And um, yeah, we all come together and it's a beautiful thing. No, that, that is a, a beautiful thing. Um, and you know, it, I always think about health. What we're seeing now with everything online is you know, people can talk with you, telemedicine, it's just it, exploding, it's needed. So many places, I mean, I got stories on stories, especially in Kenya, men killing themselves, and the telemedicine is like a gold mine if you can find the right structure for the people to pay. Um, you don't wanna, you wanna know why the men are killing themselves though? Um, in record numbers, and you know, black men aren't really known for that. Um, they said it in a, a documentary type thing. The men are like, I got to come home now. I got to listen to my wife. I can't beat her anymore. Um, and it's like, like the world has shifted for them because they actually have to deal with someone and they can't beat someone. And these are in, you know, more of the, the rural places. But um, I, I, love, I love this type of conversation and talk. Um, can we talk about your YouTube and when when what are YouTube are you talking about? <laughs> I believe you have a YouTube for the company. I, I see your face on it for the um, MS uh, re reformers. It's the MBS reformers. I do have a YouTube channel, but I've never ever really done a YouTube channel. But what I did have for about two years huh? was I had the temple, which was a radio show. Uh-huh. So that is, you probably haven't seen that, but I had the, the temple. It was a radio show. It was an online radio show. And um, it was, it was me and it, it shifted a lot, but eventually the mainstay was me and um, these um, two guys called Minds of Men. And it was just a talk show where we spoke a lot about the truth, about all of these things. We're relevant as well with current times, but it was all about, you know, we talked about the laws of health. We talked about different disease processes. We talked about root cause medicine, talked about all of those different things and kind of just gave that health perspective behind it. So that okay. was called the temple. Okay. And it is something that I would love to bring back. Just, you know, when you're doing one, when you're one woman show. <laughs> So it's just it's just building up that that team again, and you know being able to delegate whatnot. This is the picture in the where I went from link to link, and so that's what I was referring to. Can you see that? Oh yeah. So that was at the, I think that was the second annual Laws of Health Empowerment Summit where I did that video. Okay, and I went from your the the business um, Instagram to I think it was the website to that YouTube. So that's why I thought that was your Oh, YouTube. okay. 
I mean, I do have a YouTube channel, which mm -hmm. couple videos that I uploaded on there, but there was never ever a consistent thing. And I know that now is, is how YouTube is how things are done. So I would, even podcasts are big. So I was like, you know, the Temple podcast, that would be neat or maybe, you know, maybe putting, I don't know, things I've been thinking about. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I would de definitely say think about it as like another stream of income. And this is not a, um, I'm, I'm not sponsored by anchor.fm, but if you do do a podcast, uh, they are the only platform that will start to pay you day one, as long as you do behind the scenes and the interface, what you're supposed to do, read the script that they say read. And, you know, <laughs> It, it goes to every place except iHeartRadio, which you can manually put your stuff on uh, iHeart or ask iHeart for permission. But I, I, I would I would love to, um, you know, see that because we need more of that. And that what I'm seeing online as someone who represents various influencers, and it bothers me sometimes, I'm seeing people who aren't qualified to give health advice telling people stuff and, you know, that's just crazy. And because they might look good or they're on, um, you know, in a certain circle in the YouTube space, especially black and brown people are listening and saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, like sheep, mm -hmm. where we don't have the healthcare professional. This is another thing I get on everybody about doing the same thing. And, and then we get mad about this person saying, hey, your doctor's lying to you. Doctors really don't know about, you know, medicine and food. But when your mother or your child is sick, who are you running to? You're not running to the person who's telling you eat an apple. Right. You're running to the person who spent an additional decade or more to study this and sees it day in, day out with research. Mm -hmm. so, so, so definitely, um, don't worry, folks. I, I work on finding her YouTube and still trying <laughs> to give, put the pressure on so you guys can leave comments and say, we want more videos. Yeah. We, that's, that's how that works. Mm. But no, I appreciate you coming on. I don't want to give the folks a game overload. And um, I, I want to bother you about one other thing um, before you sign off. So thank you. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. We'll take this off air. Have any questions? You know, her information will be in the description box. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.